All right. Here we are now with another day, another life. And today I'd like to talk about this little thing, the social construct. What is a social construct? I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. I'm sure you've heard this idea. And today I'd like to define it. I'd like to, well, maybe not so much as define it as discuss it. And there's a simple way to understand this, which is to say, well, let's say we have a social construct. Okay. Let's say, well, it might not be exactly clear what that is just yet. And then we say, okay, well, are there any other kinds of constructs? And perhaps what immediately and sort of generically comes to mind might be, well, we construct buildings. We construct roads. We construct things. We build them. It's a building. That's what a construction is. And by that, well, we can just stretch that out by saying, well, anything that is a construct is anything that has been made. Anything that has been made is a construct. And of course, that means, well, anything that exists is a construct. Anything you see right before you, in front of your face. A book has been constructed. A house has been constructed. A person has been constructed. The trees have been constructed. And thoughts have been constructed. And all the rest of it. Now the question is, constructed by what? What has brought about this construction? What is the nature of this construction? How does it work? Why is it constructed in the way that it is? That's the real question. Why? 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 Why is there something rather than nothing? Ultimately, that is really the ultimate question that we're getting at here. And in some cases, it is quite obvious We say, well, a building has been constructed by the building men. There was an architect, there was an investor, and there were workers. One to drive the cement truck, one to put in the nails, one to manage the scaffolding, one to do the electricity, and all the rest of it. And we say, well, that's how that building was constructed. And when we look at the social construct, well... It's the same sort of thing. It's constructed by people. Now, it is easy to sort of think that the social construct means that it's not real. Because we're talking about something which is socially reinforced and sort of culturally expressed means that it's not really actually of any substance, because it's in some ways of less substance than a building, right? A building is there, a building is real, we can look at it, point at it, knock it down, build it up, and it's very gross. 
but with a social construct or with a cultural phenomenon, then it might be a little bit more like, well, it's a social construct in that it's fake, in that it's just a castle in the cloud sort of thing, and it shouldn't be real. And some people use that phrase, social construct, in that way, is that in that they mean that it's of no substance, it should not be of any significance. And yet the fact of the matter is that these things do exist and they are there. And the real question is, what is the nature of them? Now, a common one you might hear is, gender is a social construct. And we can go one further than that. We can say that family is a social construct. Now, both those statements are true. So long as you qualify, well, what does it mean by construction? And if it's that, well, it's been made, then it obviously exists, right? And the question is, well, in what manner? In what way? And why? And what is it that we would like to change about those things? Now, to bring in a few different layers to help us wrap our head around this, We can say that something is existing primarily as a physical thing. And then we can also say that, well, certain things exist primarily as biological things. And we can go another step further and add another layer and say, well, some things exist primarily as psychological or noosphere phenomenons. Mind phenomenons within the mind sphere, within our spheres of language. And we can go one further and say, well, some things exist primarily as spirit. Now, of course, in an ultimate sense, in many ways, we're all part of one ground and one being, one ultimate Gaia. We're all in the one silence. But for the sakes of sort of slicing and dicing and being, in a way, understanding of what's going on around us, it helps to have this physical thing, biological thing, and mental thing. So when we look at, well, what is a construct? And we say, well, something is a social construct. Then that means we're saying it exists primarily in the social sphere. It exists primarily between human relations. Now, in the case of family, in the case of family, that's an interesting one because family actually has a biological element to it. It is because of the biology of humans being born and raised within their groups that we have this thing called family, right? But that's not to say that there's not unique cultural expressions of family. And there's not variations on the social constructs of family because family is not just a biological thing. It's also a social thing. And how is it constructed socially? What sort of Norms or rules or parameters or qualities are reinforced socially. 
Well, that's different across this the cultures. That's different across the times, across the ages. It's different in different circumstances. So in that sense, family, on a social level, is just a construct. It is just something that is reinforced by these relations that we have. Now, let's add another layer to this, which is that, or another sort of propellant, we could say, which is that there's a conscious way of constructs and an unconscious way of constructs. Now, when we talk about an unconscious way of constructs, we can say, well, it just happens. We don't know why. We don't know how. There's no real intent behind it. It just happens. And we can say that of so many things, right? In so many ways, we can say that the man who is building the building is not really conscious of what he's building. The mountains come about, to maybe step this out even further, the mountains come about without someone actually deciding to go about making them, right? Perhaps we need to distinguish between (laughs) human consciousness and non-human consciousness. (laughs) But to bring this back in and to keep this personal, there's certain, there's certain actions that you do, for example. There's certain things that you make for yourself which are unconscious to you. You're sort of just doing them. And if you were to stop someone halfway through this action of why they are doing it, why are they saying it, then they wouldn't really have a clear answer. Now, the other side of that is conscious action or conscious making. When you're really being creative, you have to be conscious of it, right? The person who's making the building on the level of the architect, they do have to be conscious of what they're doing. They do have to actually bring their creativity to it. Now, when it comes to a social construct, if you were to stop someone in the middle of them upholding or reinforcing a social construct and they were conscious of what they were doing, they would be able to actually answer you as to what they're doing and why. So you can reinforce a social construct unconsciously or you can do it consciously. And for the vast majority of the time, when we're in the situation of a social construct such as family, there's a lot of unconsciousness. People don't really know what they're doing or why they're doing it. Why is it that you're reinforcing certain family structures? Why is it that you're reinforcing certain cultural trends? Why is it that you're reinforcing certain stereotypes? or identities, or expressions of culture in general, whatever it is. And really, the only difference is, well, are you conscious of it, or are you unconscious of it? And when someone becomes conscious 
of social constructs, they very much often start to challenge the normals. They start to actually see, well, this is a construct which is being reinforced by unconscious sort of people. And they would speak out. They would stop and say, well, this could be different. We should change this. Why do things have to be this way? And of course, that's where the drama starts, right? Because then you've got this clashing of worldviews. You've got this clashing of consciousness and unconsciousness, awareness and unawareness, unawareness. So it's not exactly accurate to say, well, family or gender or identity is a social construct in the sense of it's of no substance. But once you become conscious of how it is of substance, you really do start to undermine it in a way that actually brings it to be of no substance. And that's something we all must do for ourselves. That's something we all must discover in our own way, in our own time. Because social constructs are reinforced and reborn with every new generation. They exist only within the consciousness of individual human beings. And these constructs such as family, gender, culture, identity, these are things that evolve in exactly the same way that architecture evolves, right? Like architecture has got a history to it. Architecture has got this range of complex parameters that affect how it turns out, right? When you have a genius architecture who comes along with this new sort of design, then it's innovative, right? Then it's like, wow, this is an amazing thing. They've created real value there. They've really been able to bring something new. And that's like a bursting forth in consciousness. That's a new awareness. Now, of course, architecture also depends on resources that are available, technologies that are available, and all sorts of things. I don't know anything about architecture. I imagine there's so much to it. And, of course, it's not just the architect, which is the only sort of factor that goes into a building, right? How successful or how beautiful a building is. It's a complex web. It's a collaboration. And this is exactly the same with the things that we have as a part of this human condition. Like gender. Like family. And when you see that, well, we're all just having the same game. We're all just working with the same sort of rules, then you can say, well, learn to play along. And then once you've done that, you can make up your own rules. 
if we say gender is a social construct, we can say, well, how would you like it to be constructed? What is a good idea for gender to be for you? What does gender mean to you? And how do you live that? How do you express that? How does it impact your well-being? And what could family be? What does family mean to you? Now you see that when I say something like that, when I inquire into what does family mean to you, the initial response might be to say, well, this was my experience of family, right? Because we say this is what something is because of the experiences that I have of it. And that's just taking it as it comes. That's not recognizing the ungroundedness of a construct. That's like saying, well, architecture is what I learnt in architecture school. When really, if you're actually innovating and you're actually becoming aware, you're actually becoming conscious, then you've recognised that, well, that was just your experience and it could be very different. You're creating something new. And maybe we need to become a bit technical with it and actually make that distinction. We say, well, there's a social construct, which is what your experience of something was. And then there's the social construct, which is your ideal of how things should be. And of course, if you have an ideal, well, it's up to you to live up to it. It's up to you to actualize it. And it's really in creativity that that starts to happen. So how do you be creative with your gender? How do you be creative with what family means to you? And many people do actually remain unconscious because they have their experiences of family or gender or culture when they were a child and then they carry that with them through their adult years and then they find themselves having a family of their own and now they, they are the adult in the family rather than the child. And they're given all these sorts of complex situations to deal with and they don't know how to deal with them. They haven't thought it through. They're not conscious of it. So they fall back to relying on how it was for them. And so the next generation then comes up under the conditioning of the older generation. Now, of course, the younger generation always has their moment, right? to stand up and see this is out, this is an outrage right young people just have that in them they protest they say this is wrong ah oh, i rebel right the young person rebelling that's what this is because they see that it's a construct they say this is all just a construct it's all just fake 
and someone needs to be there for them, to have the wisdom to say, well, yes, it is. It is a construct. How could we make it better? How could we work together to actually improve this? You're right, I don't have the answers. You're right, I haven't figured this out. I don't know what the best expression of gender is for you. I don't know what the best expression is fam- of, of family is for us as a family. I don't know what the ex- best expression is of our culture, of our national identity. What does it mean to be Australian? What does it mean to be American? What does it mean to be Canadian? What does it mean to be Indian? This is the national identity. This is exactly the same as what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a third child in a family of six? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a mother? Because these are all social constructs. And you're either living in the unconscious construct, which is just pushed on you. Because there's so much happening around you and you're left to circumstances. Or you're seeing the nature of the construct and you're consciously being creative to make the world a better place. So those are some thoughts from today on the social construct. And if you're enjoying these episodes, please do share your favorite episode. And leave me a comment, subscribe, wherever you're hearing this. And I also have online courses. So if you'd like to go deeper on some of the things we're talking about and actually do something practical, rather than just listening to ideas, then you can always check out my online courses. So thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. I'll be back soon, very soon with more. And that's all I have to say for now.